0: America's Healthcare Advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Darren Willite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to talk shows throughout the United States. Our newest affiliate, KLIN, AM 1400 and FM 99.3 in Lincoln, Nebraska. We're very happy to be in the Cornhusker State I want to welcome them to America's Healthcare Advocate family. Also, we are getting a lot of traction on our podcast. We had 88,000 people view our podcast in the last 28 days. And so how would you find those? Well, here's here are the podcast platforms. Pocket Cast, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Podcast, RSS Feed Broadcast, TuneIn Podcast, Apple, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, Pandora, Amazon Music, and oh, by the way, we have our own YouTube channel. Also, if you are one of those folks out there that got a notice about the folks at Humana pulling out of the group employer-sponsored healthcare market... Well, you might want to give those folks at RPS Benefits by Design a call. Maria Ellers or Jim Lodge can help you. Now is the time to make that move and get off of that Humana plan if you're an employer. And here's why. You can lock in the rate for this year now and carry it through next year. For your anniversary date. You can also carry over your deductible on most of the carrier's plans. So if you have accumulated a deductible expense to your credit, you can move that over when you change plans. But don't wait until the last minute to do this. Now's the time to make that move and lock in that rate. You can call them at 913 385 2224-913-385-2224. Joining me in studio, Dan Stolt from Sandler Training. We've only been trying to get this on the air for how long? <laughs> a few weeks. <laughs> but we did, we, and he's here today, and I'm very happy to have him. So this is kind of out of the box. This has nothing to do with healthcare, <laughs> but it has a lot to do with business. If you're an employer, if you're a business owner, I don't care if you're a manufacturer. Um, I don't care if you're if you're you know, an insurance broker, if you're a, a, a financial planner. Nothing happens till somebody sells something. You know, a friend of mine used to say that. His name's Ron Rowe, and he was the uh, chief revenue officer at Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Kansas City. He's now the chief revenue officer uh, in Nebraska, at Blue Cross of Nebraska. And he always used to say, nothing happens till somebody sells something. Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Dan's pr- uh, company is the Sandler Institute, and they basically train people in sales. I've been to the classes. We've actually got one of our sales reps in the classes right now. Um, They work, they make a lot of sense, and they teach people the way to sell. So a little bit about Dan before we start the show. Dan has 29 years of experience leading, training, and coaching in high-performance sales professionals and sales leaders. For the past 16 years, he's been leading through his Kansas City Sandler Training Center and office, which specializes in working with presidents, owners, who sell, and peak-performance salespeople and professionals who are doing well and want to push through to the next level. So... That's really what this is about, and it's not just for salespeople, okay? This is for managers. Uh, you know, This is for company owners that want to learn the best way to establish a sales force and how to respond with that sales force and become successful. So, Dan, let's just start out with how you got started with Sandler and what it does. I, I remember Dick, yep. your partner, yep. uh, his famous line is, don't spill your candy in the
1: lobby. Don't spill your candy in the remember lobby. Remember that? Yep. So that has to do with like things like unpaid consulting, free consulting, that type of thing. Yeah. So, Carrie, I don't know if you remember how we met like uh, 17 years ago. It, it has been a while. Yeah. So I was actually a benefits broker, and Carrie was a benefits broker. And before I got, uh, nobody knew I was going to leave that business and go to Sandler. And so I went to this one last event at an insurance company. And I almost didn't go. And you were there, and that's where we met. That was Blue Cross. So was that, it? I think it was Great West. Oh, it was Great. Okay. So that was All totally right. worth it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, we go back a ways. So we. So I just for what it's worth, I did sell health insurance for fifteen yes, yes years. you did. You had, So you had. I don't know a little bit about that. But yeah, just in general, you know, Sandler, in, in just in terms of what we do, it's a membership based program versus an event based. So most training these days, if anybody gets anything, is either you know like an hour here. And we check the box and we move on and we may even have different, you know, sales tactics from year to year. And what we're really looking for are people who want to really stick to a system. And and that they don't believe that just one seminar is going to teach their people how to fix. Yeah, uh, this
0: is where the motivational speaker comes in and talks about all the great things that he's done, and here's what you can do, and we're going to tell you how to do that.
1: Yeah, uh, it's Probably just really not. hard for someone to assimilate that into yeah. their role day in and day out. So now I'm not against that, and I think it's better than nothing. But it's really not going to transform a company. Just going to an hour or two hours a year and calling it good.
0: So, so, you know, kind of talk a little bit about, you know, how you do this because I I think it's fascinating. You, you, the classes are twice a week typically for people Mm -hmm. enrolled in the program. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about it is um, you don't have to be here in Kansas City, Uh, you can zoom in. Um, Our one of our reps that's in this program right now comes part of the time, zooms part. Part yeah, of the time. he lives so, here,
1: but he has a choice. Yeah, yeah. so you
0: have a choice, and mm-hmm. that works out to be really cool. And it gives people an opportunity to participate, even if they're not there in the classroom. So, chat a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so, you know, when I say this, some people go, Oh, I hate going to the health club. Well, you know, some people don't want to work out their sales muscles either, but we're really kind of like a health club for sales professionals, meaning that there's two opportunities a week to get training on specific topics. And then you also get individual coaching with that. So think about a health club where you have access to the classes, but you also have unlimited access to the personal trainer. So we're really looking for people that are really serious about their profession and not just the next job. You know, this,
0: Yeah, this, this is, if you're doing this, you know, it's a commitment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, I, I don't want to even say how many years I've been doing sales, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably over 30 years or longer. Um, and, you know, it's always funny because when you ask typical people on the street, what, what do you think the highest-paying jobs in the country are? They usually, Here's the answer you usually get. Well, lawyers and doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, that's not right. No, it's not. The highest-paying jobs in the country are?
1: Uh salespeople. Thank good you sales people salespeople. Very
0: much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good salespeople. Yeah, it's good salespeople. That mm-hmm. that that know how to make sales and and have have an unlimited opportunity to create um an income base, which is why when we had benefits by design the insurance agency, mm-hmm. and that was the main reason why we got into it mm-hmm. was because we knew that we were creating an income base that was gonna last well until we sold the company after sixteen years.
1: Yes. Yeah. We tend to do better with um, sales professionals that have a commission component. Not that we don't work with salaried commission, um, salary uh, salespeople, but when they have an upside to what they're doing, they tend to do better. And it just kinda reminds me of like when you you know, you can pay for your kids' college or they can have a little skin in the game. When they have a little skin in the game, they tend to be more serious.
0: Yeah, they go to class.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, less so, time
0: less time in the student union at the beer halls.
1: Yeah, or they just do both.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 I think it's I think a lot of people, especially small businesses, are afraid of the commission model. Well, who's going to work for that? Who's going to do that? Mm -hmm. Explain why, from a salesperson's perspective, that's really important to them.
1: Yeah, so if you're, um, what I find is the best salespeople would never work for a salary. That that's like you're not going to pat me on the top of the head and tell me how much I'm going to make. You got to give me the freedom to make what I'm worth. You know, and the people that maybe aren't that good say, "I don't really want the salary." So we got to have some type of, you know, we, we got to find people. So it's kind of this mix if we can share the risk, as opposed to the risk being all on the um, salesperson or all on the employer, because that's kind of a win loss situation. So if they can share the risk, meaning that you've got a base to, to keep you going, but hopefully you can't live on that, and if you can live on the salary. In a in a ba- in a commission, unless you're extremely motivated, you probably won't really push through it.
0: Yeah, and that and that's the key because you know l- l- there's no easy way. This is not something that's easy to do. This is work. Yeah, um, and it takes people that are willing to be dedicated. And you know what I always say: you got, how many no's do you have to get before you get a yes? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and no should be our second favorite answer because it provides clarity. You know what? What really kills most salespeople is when they have all these think it overs, because and their pipeline is really big, and there's all kinds of stuff. But the stuff's been there for six months. It's just it's a stinky stinky water in that pipeline. And so the thing that uh, when people prospect all the time, they have a different posture than people who are just hanging on to what they got. And
0: that and the and the key there that you just described is prospecting all the time. Mm-hmm. You never stop. Yeah, there prospecting. should be
1: a habit of prospecting. So, you know, and that means that every day I'm prospecting. Now, it may not be the exact amount, but what we – one of the differences in our program versus some other programs is we focus on three areas of the the success triangle, which is behavior attitude technique. And we'll come back from the break and we'll talk about those three areas and why they're important. You're listening to America's
0: Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting here on the HIU Radio Network coast to coast across the usa if you want to contact dan you can do that at 913-451-1760 that's 913-451-1760 we'll be right back stay tuned we've got more back to America's Healthcare Advocate. I'm your host, Kerry Hall, in studio with me, Dan Stolt from the Sandler Institute, my producer, Darren Wilhite. And we're talking about sales. And why am I doing a show on sales when this is America's Healthcare Advocate? Because like I said earlier, as my friend Ron Roy used to say, nothing happens till somebody sells something. And that's the truth. So let's, so let's go Amen. back to these three key principles, this constant prospecting, and then the three creep—you think I did radio—the three key principles you just mentioned before we went off on the break.
1: Yeah. So what we talked about before the break was the success triangle of professional selling, and it's not—and in the and we call it the batting average. We're just about to embark on uh, baseball, so that's an easy way to remember it, and B-A-T stands for Behavior, Attitude, and Techniques. And so at the earlier the start of the broadcast we had talked about how you know most training if people are getting anything is event-based well the most you can really get from that is some technique but the likelihood of you holding on to that beyond 90 days is pretty pretty low so what we're um, you know you might say well how is sandler different we're different because we work on all three of those so but behavior being the most important and you know, a lot of times when I talk to employers, you know, I say, tell me about, you know, your accountability as it relates to salespeople. Oh, we keep them accountable. Okay, well, how do you do that? Well, they have a number. And I said, okay. And then when you really kind of unpack it, they're not holding them accountable. And then the other part of that is they're holding them accountable to a number they don't have a hundred percent control over. So what we do is we back it into key performance indicators. And it all starts with an attempt to reach a prospect. And so if people don't know how much prospecting behavior they need to do, they tend not to do enough. It's just human, you know, we'll just, I don't know how much to do, I just do it when I feel like it. Well, and also, most people are the keen of justification. Oh, I'm sure I called at least 20 people last week. Well, if they actually would have tracked it, it was maybe like 16. You might say, well, that's not that bad. Well, over the course of a year, that's 25% off, which, shocker, that's what they were off on their outcomes. (laughs) So So it
0: all kind so this is interesting, because what what we're, what you're hearing here people is you you break this down into pieces yes. and, and then you put the pieces back together again mm-hmm. and if you do it properly and you put the pieces back together your chances for success are
1: it's literally within single digit percentages that's amazing yeah so it might be you know 3 to 6% higher or 3 to 6% lower but if you feel like you need to do a little more you know what you need to do because you're tracking these key performance indicators and it's just kind of funny, you know. Every most businesses have a system for everything except sales. And you know, having a CRM, customer relationship management, is not a system for sales. That's just tracking things. And hey, I'll take that all day long because most people don't even have that, and they wonder why they're off. I mean, there's just it's just everybody running amok.
0: Yeah, and then you know, and then unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, companies that you know, their idea of sales is we need to know what you're doing from. Nine o'clock in the morning until five o'clock night, every hour. You have to fill out a sheet and tell us. In my opinion, uh, I'd be curious to think, that detracts from the salesperson. Well, it depends
1: on, I mean, there is something to say. I mean, what we're talking about is taking minutes a day. What you're referring to is a lot longer than that, and it feels punitive.
0: Yeah, that's the point. And
1: the other part is, are they taking that information and using it to help the salesperson, or is it just we just want to know what you're doing? You know, yeah. this is not an inquiring minds want to know type of thing. This is, <laughs> this is using the data to help the person. So a lot of times, you know, when I talk to owners and managers, I go, yeah, we're not doing that crap. And I go, well, why is that? Well, because that's big brother and I don't want to be big brother. And I said, yeah, you know, but you're overcorrecting. Um, you know, don't assume, you know, it reminds me of, uh, we live in Johnson County and a lot, you know, nice homes and no, everybody just wants to just move in the house and not do anything to it. That's the exact mentality I hear from owners and salesmen. I just want to hire someone that's got it's already been trained and then well, the problem is nobody's training them. We we have a generation and a half over almost 30 years of salespeople not being trained to sell. They've been trained product training. That is not the same. That's intellectual, very important. We're talking about the emotional side of why people buy.
0: And so talk about that a little bit. We, we before, we've got about three or four minutes before we go yep. to break. Talk about that.
1: So first of all, product training is super-duper important. And it's rare that I run into an employer that is not doing product training. But the problem is they check that box and the sales box. So the emotional side is people buy emotionally, but they do make decisions intellectually. So if we come into a sales environment on an intellectual level, if we get it or don't get it, we don't always know why. And that's really confusing to a salesperson. It just seems so random. But if you come in at the emotional side and try to get to that before you give them the intellectual, then there's ne- there's rarely surprises why you got it or didn't get it. You're both clear why you got it and didn't get it, as opposed to one knows the other one doesn't.
0: That's interesting. So so
1: that so that goes back to if you got a no, it that- should be a clear why you got the no. Right. So what I mean by that is it's not just Carrie saying, Dan, you're not right for me. I would say, Carrie, I agree. I'm not right for you. See the difference? Yes. So that's what we call equal business posture as opposed to you're my parent and I'm trying to get allowance from you and I'm begging for (laughs) money. That's what a lot of salespeople feel like. They're just begging for money. That's not equal business posture. That's a a parent-child relationship. And these people are in their 50s and they're still acting like a child
0: that's interesting I mean you really when you really when you I hope this is educational to a lot of you listening because especially if you're a business owners because that's something you don't typically hear but if you think about behavior it's extremely obvious mm-hmm. this it's not rocket science you're, yeah it's basically just that yeah okay and and unfortunately um, that's not a successful model
1: yeah so like an attitude like we talked about behavior you know like um inspecting what we expect, you know, just keeping track of a few key KPIs. But the attitude there is not everybody deserves to work with us. Not everybody deserves a proposal from us. They have to earn it. Business is conditional. I'm all about unconditional love with my wife and my kids. But beyond that, not so much. Because if if it was unconditional, none of us would be getting paid. (laughs) There's a good point. So you know, just get over that crap. You know, it's it's about this is conditional, but but it needs to be equal. It's not me working on your problem and hoping you pay me and you not doing anything. That's enabling.
0: So it so basically, what you're having when you do that is your is the two are coming together in a partnership mm-hmm. for success. Am I right yeah, or wrong?
1: Right. So that's the emotional side. So even though you know, how many times have you seen people that need something and they don't do it, and that's because emotionally they're not there yet. So then why would I work on the problem that you're not ready to fix? Yeah. It doesn't make And not easy. get paid for it yet, because you haven't hired me. Right. So the reality of it is that's the emotional side. We need to figure out is this important enough for you to even fix? Then we can decide whether I should assist you with that. But if you're not willing to work on it, I shouldn't be working on it. But unfortunately the salesperson says, But you really need this and you really want you should have this and you don't know what you're missing, it just gets worse. And then what you really want to do is just move on, call somebody who cares.
0: Yeah. In other words, back to that quit going back over the same list of prospects that's not going That's anywhere. why It's
1: so important to prospect every day because you're your stat you have the abundance. Like this is not the only two three three things I have to hold on to. I they're just if this isn't a good fit for either one of us, so I'm gonna move on. To somebody that is a good fit. But I have to, to find out who they are. I have to yeah. call somebody. And that's why
0: you're constantly prospecting. Right yeah. You know, this makes a lot of sense, right? You're listening <laughs> to this. Maybe you're the business owner, you're hearing this and going, Wow. Yeah, I've I've been up. Maybe you're the salesperson saying, "Yeah, I, I'm I'm doing that. It's not really working. Hasn't worked for some time, or I'm barely hanging on." Well, the answer is, you know, give Dan a call, uh, get enrolled in their school and and change the way you're doing what you're doing and probably change the way uh, your your income structure and your life works if you do that. You want to reach out to him. It's 913-451-1760, 913-451-1760, or the website is danstalp.com. Pretty easy, dan, S-T-A-L-P, stalp.com. Go to that website. By the way, you know, if you're, you're listening to this and you're in Wichita, okay, you're in Harrisonville, or you're in St. Louis, you can do this by Zoom. So you don't have to be actually in, in the classroom. You can do this whole course by Zoom. So it works really well that way. Once again, the phone number, 913-451-1760. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting on the HIV radio network, coast to coast across the USA. We've got more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast-to-coast across the USA on the HIA radio network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Darren Wilhite, I'm your host, Carrie Hall. In studio with me, Dan Stolp, CEO of Sandler Training here in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're listening to this and maybe you're the salesperson or you've got a group of salespeople and maybe you're thinking, boy, I'd like to go to that school, but... You know, I, don't, I, I, I probably can't pay for that. May, may, how about this? How about taking that podcast information and give it to your boss and say, hey, boss, why don't you listen to this? It could make a big difference for us in sales. Okay. Or if you are the boss, okay, you're the sales director, how about going to the owner of the company and saying, you know what? We're not making the grade here. This is a struggle for us right now. How about we listen to this podcast and see what you think? Maybe we ought to talk to this guy. Yeah, you probably should, okay? If you want to get in touch with him, 913-451-1760. I've been in these classes. We've got one of our people enrolled in these classes now. We're going to talk about him here in a minute. Um, And I'll tell you something. They make a difference. You see how he breaks this stuff down incrementally. You're not flying by the seat of your pants. There's a formula. There's a way to do this and they have a success ratio that's very hard to beat. 913-451-1760, the website, danstalp.com, danstalp, S-T-A-L-P.com. All right, so this is interesting. I remember saying to you after we Stephen Sanborn's a young man who we've got in the program with our company, Neurologic, and he'd never been in sales before, but he wanted to do this, and I said, you probably got a lot of guys his age in there, right? I said, I'm sure he probably fits right in, and your answer to me was? He's
1: an anomaly. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> which surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. So okay. this is a really interesting topic. Normally when I talk to people about what I do, the first thing they say is, hey, I got a couple of new salespeople I should put in there. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that, but they have to be pretty special. And, and I'd say, okay, well, are they the only ones you have? No, I have some people who have been here, you know, six, seven, 10 years, whatever. And then I'll say, well, who's doing the best? Bill is, but we don't need to do anything with him. And and actually, that's who I'm interested in, is Bill. So explain that. Well, now Bill because that's not, counterintuitive. It I is, mean, it's, it's completely yeah. counterintuitive, which is why we're talking about this. Now, here's the thing: Bill might be 62 and he's riding this out. Then I'm not interested. If Bill is anywhere between 30 and 55 and he um, still thinks he's got some gas in the tank, I'd like to talk to him. Or it could be Mary or whatever. But where we where we tend to have, I mean, you know, um, in insurance, it's called redlining, right? You're yeah. not supposed to redline. Well, we want to redline all day long in Sandler. And what that means is we want to take the people that we can get the best ROI on. We want to start there.
0: So, So here's the message, business owners. You're listening to this. He's not interested in just getting people. No. He's interested in getting people. He knows he can move forward. Now, that doesn't mean... That if you've got somebody that really is is young and, and is dedicated and wants to do this, like Stephen is, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. and he's doing very well he in this is. thing, okay, that you can't
1: do this. But back to what he said, they're not just looking for anybody, they're looking for somebody. Yeah, we're looking to impact results, you know, and, and one would hope that the employer would too. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we want to have the same thing in common. This isn't about just putting bodies in our train. This is about having an impact. This is about, you know, minimally threefold, hopefully 10 or 20 fold, invest a dollar, get threefold, tenfold, fold, 20 fold. Sometimes you get a hundred fold. That's amazing. Yeah. Now it depends. I can't guarantee any of this no, because of you not. gotta, you, you gotta look at the you know, it depends the margins. On the product, and, it depends on the market. It depends yes, on the people yeah. that, you know, I get that every once in a while. Well, what, what can you guarantee? I'm like, well, what can you guarantee your people are going to do? Nothing. Well, I'm not saying nothing, but we need to find people that you would bet on. Right. Not people that you just think might need some help, because a lot of times what unfortunately happened and then is that you hired a zebra to do giraffe work and you and you want us <laughs> they to can't
0: reach the tree. Yeah. You there want us go. to
1: fix that. It's like that neck's just never going to be long enough. So, you know, and so the way you say, well, how do we know that? Well, before we work with anybody, we assess them. And then the next thing they say, well, you're just going to assess them so you can talk in the train. I say, no, I'm going to assess them to talk you out of training for some people. And then you can tell me if you want to put them in it.
0: And I'll tell you something. Um, we had an assessment done on Stephen not very long ago. And it was in-depth, and it was to the point. And there were good points, and there were bad points. But they were all right there, and they were understandable. There are areas he needed work. There are areas where he was very strong. There are areas where he needed to improve. Um, and it, you know, we were able to do that with him and and the who the gentleman that oversees him um, and it made a difference.
1: Yeah, I mean just consider it like an x-ray. I mean you wouldn't just go into a doctor and say, you know, I think there's something going on in here and the doctor would say, you know what, let's just take it out. You know, he's not gonna do that. He's gonna do an x-ray. And so what's nice about this x-ray, or it's called an assessment, is that, you know, the person who's gonna be in the training sees it, I see it, and their direct report the person they report to sees it. So we're all looking at the same data because a lot of times people make assumptions about why about why people aren't getting where they want to be or why they're getting where they want to be, but they're wrong. So they're putting emphasis in an area that's not helping them. So I'm not going to work. I, you know, people say, "Well, you God, you've been doing this a long time." ago I, I can't just look at a salesperson and tell you they're going to be successful. If I could, I would not We wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I'd be <laughs> recruiting people. Yeah, it's not that easy. And uh, and even with the assessment, it's not. It's a guide and not gospel. So we're still not. You know, guaranteeing anything, but we're at least know what we're dealing with. Some things are easier to fix than others, and some people just have a you know, um, you know, we all have our own bent, you know, how God made us, and so we want to work with the bent, not against the bent.
0: Yeah, and that's interesting, and 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 basically, look for those areas where they you can help them. Here's where you're really strong. Here's where you're not. Okay, if you make these changes or you do these things, you'll have better results, let's try this, 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 mm-hmm. and this. And I know for a fact with Stephen, we've come to you with several specific issues, cold calling, some of the other things we've yep. talked about in prospecting, and it's been an enormous help for him. Yeah, I mean, and just... and and on even going back and talking to clients, he. I, I remember asking him the other day about something we were doing, something with a presentation. I said, why are you doing that? He said, well, because we just learned that at Sandler. We're incorporating that
1: in what we're doing. I'm <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. you know what? This works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, So it's just, you know, just because I don't have a knack for something, doesn't give me a pass. You know, if it, if you can't just take pass after pass after pass, maybe you should just say this isn't the role for you. And I've had people, uh, I have, I have a daughter that decided sales wasn't for her. She's getting out of it. I a hundred percent support that because it's not for everybody. You know, a lot of times it's the graveyard. If you can't do anything else, we'll put you in sales up that operations role. We don't need that anymore. We'll put you in sales if you want to stay here. Okay. I mean, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, because if, if if the person was motivated to be in the first place, they'd already be there. Yeah. All right. You don't just shuffle them over there. You know, it just you know, it, it's
1: it, a profession, just like accounting, and accountants, and but, and, and unfortunately, and, it's not viewed that way by a no, lot of not. people. No, it's not. Well, it's really not.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a salesperson. Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that's really kind of stupid. Yeah, it, it's not for everybody. And so the longer you keep them in that role, you're doing a disservice to yourself. And you're doing a disservice to them. Nobody's winning on that.
0: Yeah. So again, you know, the the idea here is that you're 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 looking for a certain kind of person. Mm-hmm. You're you're not you're not telling the employer, oh, just send me all your people and we'll do something. That's not a formula that's going to work. Yeah. And you're not taking money from them to do something. It's not. There's not going to be any improvement. There's not going to be any ROI because it's not going to work.
1: Yeah. Occasionally, um, normally, you know, the people who need it the least want it the most. So I'm going to say this twice. And the people who need it the most want it the least in terms of sales. So think that through for a second. The people who need it the least want the training the most. The people who need it the most want it the least. See, complete opposite. So what happens is if I'm doing well, I probably have some attributes that I want to get better every day. So this is an avenue to get better every day. If I suck at it, I don't want anybody to know why. <laughs> So I just stay in there and hope you never find out. And I I complain about COVID and I complain about the economy. I complain about stupid prospects. I complain about our website. I complain about everything else but myself. So
0: trying to shift the the blame or shift the reason that you're not being successful over to things that you're not controlling. That's right. As opposed to the things that you do control. Like
1: how many prospects did you call last week? Yeah. One of our top five competencies in sales is accepting responsibility. So even if I work with a business owner who's never been trained, but it's their company, they have to accept responsibility. So they already got that one down. So even if they're not very talented at it, they just do better because it's their company. Yeah. There's nowhere to go.
0: Yeah. And and it's sink or swim.
1: Yeah. I and mean, so if you they, own
0: it, you you own it.
1: Okay. So the owners and the presidents <clears throat> and the CEOs always get it before the salespeople get it. They're in the training going, Oh my God, this is amazing. The salespeople going, Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it is interesting, and, it, and it's interesting how um, how that's perceived by a lot of mm-hmm. people. But and we come back to the break. We're going to talk about if you are the owner, if you're the CEO, if you're the president. If it's if you've just got a small business, maybe it's a heating and air conditioning yeah. business, right? You've got four trucks, all right, um, and and you want that business to grow to ten trucks and X number of thousands of dollars a month. Well, we're going to come back after the break. We're going to talk about that and talk about why how. In order to create a sales force, what do you need to know? And in order to understand how your sales force is working, what do you need to know? We'll be right back after the break. If you want to get a hold of Dan, 913-451-1760. 913-451-1760. Remember, I don't care if you're in Wichita, if you're in Hutchinson, if you're in Topeka, St. Joe, uh, Cameron, it really doesn't matter here in the Kansas City metro. If you want help from him, all this stuff can be done on Zoom. It's very helpful. And I would strongly suggest you pick up the phone and give him a call. Just Talk to him. I think you'll get a better understanding. Website stal danstolpstalp.com. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. You can find out more about us by going to the website, America's Healthcare Once again, all these shows are on every podcast platform out there, I promise you. They're also on YouTube. You know, maybe it's a husband-and-wife business, and you are heating an air conditioning company, and you 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 know that you need to convince your partner, whether it's your husband or your wife, we, you know, we're not doing that great with sales. We, we, we need some help here. Okay, well, pick up the phone, call him, 714-451-1760. But before you do that, have the person that is the hardest to convince – Go listen to this podcast or watch the YouTube. This is all being videotaped. Go watch it on YouTube and then come away and see what you think. Because Dan's not looking for everybody. He's looking for somebody, somebody that wants to make a difference and understands how to create success. And that's really what this is about. It's about creating success. Mm-hmm. Because once it works, it keeps working. Once again, you can get a hold of him at 913-451-1760 or the website Dan Stulp, Stalp.com. All right. Let's talk about owners now. Yeah. Okay. And 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 managers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because again, these are the two categories where hey, I'm just going to send the kids to school. Stalp will figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's got to be responsible for the homework and make sure they mm-hmm. get their lunch.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and right. and they're seems... and they're
0: not being called in the principal's office. Yes. So how?
1: So let's talk about. Well, that's that. exactly it. A lot of times, you know, not only do people want to put their newer people or the people who have not been making their numbers in our training, which is not where we typically start. We want to work with the people who are already doing well and want to do better. So that's the thing we have to remember. We're looking for a gap. If somebody either doesn't want to make more money or they don't want to work less or both, they probably shouldn't be in our training. It's that simple. Because this takes time, money, either the employer or a mix between the employer and the salesperson, and commitment. I'm going to stop
0: up. you right there. Do you suggest that the employer say to the salesperson, hey, I'm gonna pay half of this or I'll pay three? Are you do you think it's important for them to have skin in the game? Back to that conversation in the earlier segment. So they take it more seriously, I do or do think you think in it's general, better
1: to have people take it more seriously? But it, it a lot of times it has to do with their commission structure. So let's say, for example, they pay them thirty-five uh, percent commission. Okay. Then they both pay benefit from them being in this program. So it'd be um, I've had I've had this conversation when salespeople come to me and are trying to talk their employer into doing it. They'll say, I'm not paying for all of it and or they'll say they won't pay for it. And I said, well would they pay the percentage that they're paying you and you pay the difference. So let's say I make I'm a commissioned salesperson. I'm paying I'm getting thirty five percent of the okay. sale. So I pay thirty five percent of my investment in Sandler, they pay sixty five because they do benefit sixty five percent you see Look, where I'm going. When you
0: have a key salesperson, I know from when you know when I ran Benefits by Design, our top brokers. I mean, we, our commission structure was 55. percent Yeah. So then okay. you you know to be equitable, you would pay yeah. like 55% of the. But the ones that I had that really stuck with me through the years, like Joyce and and some of the other ones, they were solid gold. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> I couldn't do enough for them, okay, because that's how important they were to my business. Obviously, I was out there selling as well. That was part of the job, and and this radio show helped create that business. But having said that, there's a value in people being able to, you know, Joyce has been to those classes. We've had people in those classes, just like we've got Steven there now, and you're investing. The key to that is you're investing. Well, what happens if they leave? Yeah. Well, okay, if you're treating them properly— they're being compensated well. They're probably not going to go anywhere. Well,
1: And let's look at the other side of that. What happens if they stay? Okay, now that's and,
0: interesting. Reverse argument.
1: And they're not trained. So you keep in mind, there's been over a generation of people who have not been trained. Because when that's I got out of college of in 1986, the larger companies were doing sales training. I, I was part of an insurance company out in Boston, and they would train us not only in product but in training. And then I got in this business 17 years ago, and even the larger companies aren't doing it, and the small and medium size never did it. Right. They rely on their um, – like an HVAC might rely on Lennox to train them. Yeah, when- but Lennox is going to train them in- – and. How to present that product and right. what it does.
0: They're not going to tell them, oh, this is how you go prospect. Here's who you need to go talk to. You need to go All and, about you product. need to go in neighborhoods like uh, like here in Kansas City and Brookside where the homes are an average of 100 years old. And, and you know that people are changing out air conditioning, mm-hmm. and heating systems because they're breaking down. They're not going to teach you that. That's going to come out of going to something that well, you're doing. And
1: it's going to be an event. They're going to do an event and check the box, but they're not getting ongoing reinforcement.
0: Yeah, and and the other part of this, and we're and we, we've only got about two minutes left yep. here, but the other part of this is, and is this is an ongoing process. Talk about that. Yeah, a, so our programs one year that we've got Stephen in. It.
1: Yeah, so our average client stays just over four years, and eighty-eight uh, percent get to two years. So that just gives you kind of a sense. And you might say, well, are they like slow, or are you a bad teacher, or what's going on here? Well, <laughs> the reality of it is, we're not just wanting to get people to know things. It's about mastering things. And when you master things, that means you formed a habit. And habits are not formed in 21 days. That's a BS. Habits can take anywhere from 60 to 270 days. Wow. Depending on your bent and what the habit is you're forming. So, um, so then, and there's a lot of habits that need to be formed in sales. You know, instead of waking up, going, "I wonder what I should do today," you wake up and you just it, your habits driving you to prospect. Your habits driving you to disqualify people. Your habits driving you to qualify people. Your habit, you know, all those things, and so that takes time. But then the other thing that happens when you when you start to get better, you start to encounter different challenges. Some people think I just need to get behind that door, and once I'm behind that door, it's going to be golden. I go, well, we'll help you get behind that door, but I guarantee there's another door. That's interesting. But you've never seen it because you've never gotten around this door. So what happens is the challenges shift and change. Now, that's because you're getting better. So it's kind of exciting. But to think you're just going to wake up one day and not have any challenges, you know, wake up. That's not how it works. <laughs> so that's why they stay longer because they start working with bigger clients or they start working with more complex clients. And they you know, and, and like, wow, I've never been here before. And so that's why they stay with us. Plus, there's changes. If your company's growing, you're adding people. So they've never had this yet. So then sometimes they'll s- swap people in and out for a while. So, you know, nothing's stagnant. It keeps moving. And
0: there are a lot of different ways to do this and a lot of different ways that it makes sense, and that's why I did this today. You know, Like I said you know, in the beginning of the show, as, as my friend Ron Rowe used to say, nothing happens until somebody sells something, and that's the truth. And this is a method that works. And I know it works because I've done it, and I also have got people on this program, I've had people on the program over the years. If you want to reach out to Dan, it's danstolp.com. <clears throat> it's the Sandler Training Institute. That's the program. But you can reach Dan at his website, danstolp.com dot com 913 913-451-1760, 913-451-1760. Um, and this shows up on all the podcast platforms and YouTube if you want to tell somebody about it. Thank you.
1: You bet. Thank I you. Just
0: for, we'll do some more of this. Yeah. i will bring somebody in here that's we gone through. We just scratched it.
1: the surface. Yeah, we,
0: there's a lot more we can do. <laughs> and now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein, the one who follows the crowd, usually get no further than the crowd, the one who walks alone, is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything but the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting on the HIV radio network, coast to coast, across the USA. Goodbye, America. (music)